0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the focus of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians and talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Today is the day—the day that I'm going to unveil the secret guest which I will be interviewing at the Vox and Hops one-year anniversary party on October 26th at Turbo House on Saint Denis Street in Montreal. I'm so excited for this party i've invited all of the previous vox and hops guests the vox and hops alumni to come with me and a bunch of you vox and hops heads to come celebrate the one year anniversary of vox and hops and as i mentioned i'm going to be doing the very first live interview for vox and hops with the one the only lord worm the original singer of cryptopsy that's right when i first started vox and hops lord worm was one of the first people that i always wanted and imagined interviewing for the podcast and i reached out to him and asked him if he'd like to be a part of the one-year anniversary for vox and hops and he was super into it so uh, on october twenty sixth at turbo house i'm going to be interviewing lord worm for the very first live vox and hops interview i also ordered the very first vox and hops branded glassware which is a nine ounce craft beer tasting glass the exact style of glass that i like to use when i'm at home drinking craft beer In the pleasure of my own home, I'm super stoked to get these glasses. They should be coming very soon, and I'll be taking pictures to show you guys what to expect. A few weeks ago, I went to L'Assemblant Québec and brewed the very first collaborative Vox & Hops brew alongside the great people of Microbaraceri Le Fermatar. We brewed a New England IPA, which we have called Highway to Hops. In the description of this podcast and on the Facebook page, you can get your tickets right now. With the ticket comes your entrance into The Vox and Hops party on October 26th. You also get the nine ounce Vox and Hops branded glassware, and you get one free tasting of Highway to Hops. So excited for this party! Get your tickets now, it's going to be crazy. Super excited. Today on the podcast, I'm with Brady Deep Rose, the guitarist and vocalist of Conjurer. Here it is, Vox and Hops episode number 76. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Brady Deep Rose from the band Conjurer. Did Hello. I say that right? Did I get it right?
1: Yeah, well, we say Conjurer. Conjurer. But, but no one in America or Canada can hack that. And they're like, oh, yeah, Conjurer. Cool. And I'm no, like, a Conjurer. So I'm going around going, hey, I'm Brady from Conjurer. How the fuck's it going, bro? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I've been... Uh, been ad- adapting to survive. Uh, all you Vox and Hops heads out there, if you are true to the Vox and Hops episodes, you listen to my interview with Brody Utley from Rivers of Nile, where we praise your album, Meyer. No way! Because I thank him because it's, it's through Brody that I know Conjurer. <laughs> nailed it. That was absolutely spot on. So um, tell me your story. Who are you? The soundtrack to your youth? Why do you play extreme metal guitar music? It's probably kind of a weird one. So, like,
1: going back to when I first got into music, I remember my dad had a, like, a, a really shitty tape player, and he'd play me Adam the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier, that specific song I remember really well. And, like, I loved it because it, it was, like, super heavy, like, the pounding drums on that track i was like this is amazing this is unlike anything i've ever heard and um that and oasis what's the story morning glory which i hated really (laughs) i remember my dad used to have this van and we'd take drives we'd go go fishing together and uh we'd have oasis on i was like i like that one song and then the rest of it i I just couldn't wait for it to be over but um it was really my dad getting me into stuff I i didn't really show that much of an interest in music growing up and um, then I, I got to, like, junior school, which is age, like, 10-ish. And um, I had a Green Day song on my phone, um, Caramble, which is so much of American Idiot. and Which was, like, a comeback album for them. Uh, for me, that was my first exposure to them. So, like, I'm 25, so I I, um, I missed out on a, a lot of the people that we ended up mixing with are, like, late 20s early 30s and kind of there's that bit of a disconnect with the music taste so for me like metalcore is Bullet for by valentine and green day is american idiot and they're like that's not metalcore and that's not green day <laughs> I'm Like, okay cool um so the where it all really changed for me was my dad played me permission to land by the darkness and really? i was like this is the fucking shit like it's good good playing for sure it's i i love it like i love all of it like the the music the tone the songwriting everything on that record is like just fucking lit something up for me that nothing else had ever done it and i was like i want to be justin hawkins like that was my i've seen the darkness 13 times now no way fucking love them and uh yeah it was like um that was a game changer for me and made me want to get into playing guitar and um I ended up playing cello at school. Um, really, like in the school band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, I got lessons um, because it, it clashed with RE, like Religious Education. So I was like, fuck yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> and I'll, I'll stop playing cello. <laughs> um, Anything to not listen about God. Yeah, literally. And uh, I stuck with that for years and uh, ended up like touring in Europe. Um, with the, like, school and the county orchestras and played at the Royal Albert Hall in London. No way. The, like, the proms and shit. Like, it's part of an all orchestra. All
0: you local people at home, that's, like, the... Any any huge DVD that you've seen in England... The was Opeth filmed. Live one at the Royal exactly, Albert Hall Exactly, thank you, sick. yes. Yeah. And there's a Tim Mitchin. Okay,
1: yeah, so, yeah, that that place was insane um i saw ghost there like a few months ago as well so do you yeah. like ghosts
0: i do yeah me I too I, li- I like <laughs> satan and satan. <laughs> i like satan abba i like satan they like Satan. <laughs> and yeah abba's the fucking shit huh, um, the hooks are the hooks are there
1: we we played uh just before we first came to the states in uh february we did like a couple of warm-up headline shows and we played in oxford and we were loading in and the sound guy was playing abba like blasting it and uh We were all, like, getting well into it. And he he came up to us and was like, oh, don't worry. Like, I'll turn this off for the gig. And we were like, absolutely fucking not. Just keep it on, man. All fucking (laughs) night, between all the bands, (laughs) of just ABBA. We were having the best time. Um, So, yeah. um, Cello. Cello. I was playing cello. And um, around the same time was getting into guitar and, and heavier music. And Bullet For My Valentine were the band that opened my eyes to, like, in fact, no, it wasn't that. It was we had an assembly at school and this uh, band got up and uh, they played two covers. They did Sweet Child of Mine and Enter Sandman. And I didn't understand the concept of covers and I just thought they were the best fucking band in the world. I was like, why has no one heard of them? They wrote these two amazing songs. It was, it was like... Listen, uh, listen to the lick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like those guys from school. I can't believe it. Geniuses. Um, yeah. So uh, it was like, I got into that and I was like, this kind of music's really cool. And I heard that first Bullet From Valentine record, which was the cool thing to listen to at school. All the like equivalent of jocks. And the rugby team were all like, "Yeah, we listened to the new Bullet album and Enter Shikari and Pendulum." If I don't know if they made it over in Canada.
0: I don't know. I know Enter Shikari, but not yeah. So
1: Pendulum were like a drum and bass meets rock band kind of thing. Um, but that was like the zeitgeisty cool music at school. And um, I finally got into it, and everyone else realised that Mel was not cool at all and moved on to other shit. And I was sat there like, "Oh no, I get it now." But I play, like it. But yeah, I, I like What's it. What's up? And like then moving through like Slipknot and um, like all of the kind of like starter metal bands, um, and I remember very vividly having the first Bring Me in the Horizon album. I bet this is way more metalcore than your chats normally are. Doesn't um, matter. No, everyone has their own path yeah.
0: to to the the exactly. end. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it was like Bring Me in the Horizon, Count Your Blessings, and Suicide Silence, The Cleansing. Those two records, and that was like a massive in terms of. Like, having blast beats and just screaming. Yeah, no and clean like, vocals. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, heavy. It's, it's fucking heavy. I don't care what people say. Like, that stuff is objectively heavy. And that was my first foray into that. And I remember we'd been to a football game. I was driving back, and I had the Suicide Science record on. And I was like, I don't like this. But there's something about it that makes me keep wanting to listen to it. And I'm like, he's just shouting. But I hit play again, and I'd keep going into it, and eventually, like, taught myself to like heavy music by listening to those two records. Um, And then, like, I was playing in a metalcore band um, for a few years and a pop-punk band, which was, like, Green Day Meets the Darkness. It was, like, glam rock mixed with pop-punk. And touring a little bit with them. And then... Uh, I was a big fan of Dan, uh, our other guitarist, his previous band. They were called Tear of Eden, and they played like melodic death metal, metalcore kind of stuff. It was like old Parkway Drive mixed with like At The Gates. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, and they were fucking sick. Their EP is called As The Crows Watch Over Us and is on Bandcamp. Um, and it still fucking rips. Like, I think that's it's great. Um, and uh, Dan does all the singing on that, which is quite quite interesting. He sounds like uh, f- fucking the guy from Machine Head. Oh, Rob <laughs> Flynn. Rob Flynn, yeah. I was going to say Flynn Anselmo, obviously. <laughs> 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 Flynn Anselmo from Machine Head, you know. <laughs> that's Everyone, that's knows real. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, he sounds like him. It's great. I was a big fan of Dan's band, and when they split up, because all bands at like that kind of level, at split that level up. yeah, and it's a massive drama, and uh, <laughs> yes, everyone exactly. has meetings, and <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> it's real intense. And uh, me and Dan just got chatting on Facebook, and uh, I'd just gotten into Gogira, and they changed my life in terms of heavy music. I was like, oh, I get blast beats now. Like you can do it, and I had.
0: The, Demi- music, the music can breathe, but yet still have Blast Beats. Yes. I had uh, Demigod by Behemoth. Behemoth. Yeah. and that was rem- a game changer for me. That. Well, I
1: remember thinking, I can't get the Blast Beats. I don't. I didn't know what they were called at the time. I was like, that thing where he's hitting the snare loads. It was it was too much for me. And I remember putting that record down and going, I'll come back to that. And then Gojira opened the floodgates. What happened was that? Uh, it would have been Wave of Flesh for yes. me. Um and I now think I prefer from Mars to Sirius, but those I two really records like are like From Mars to Sirius. Yeah. yeah. Those two are like Conjurer one oh one. and uh, they they were like blew the floodgates wide open. I was like, Oh, suddenly blast beats are an option <laughs> and um
0: It's not just for extreme music. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. And I was getting well into Black Dahlia Murder on the ritual album. That was like fuck it, I still love that album. Like that that did so much for me in terms of not needing breakdowns
0: for music to be good like yeah, yeah not not writing a song around a hook yeah like yeah around exactly. around a, like a like a groovy hook yeah yeah yeah
1: and they can they can write a song that is cool riffs like catchy vocals that are still screamed and like just interesting songwriting they're like and the evolution of at the gates in my opinion yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah like it was all that kind of stuff that was milling around and me and Dan were chatting and he was like check this out and gave me the Paul Bearer Foundations of Burden record which so good yeah that was another one I was like holy shit this is all clean singing and it fucking rips like it it was uh, again I'd kind of I'd gone from I only like clean singing to I only like yelling and then it was (laughs) like it was like kind of reintroducing that and um We'd, like, met up a few times and, um, off our EP Behold the Swine, Dan had pretty much written that entire track and I was like, well, this is fucking blowing my mind. Like, I don't know what this kind of music is, but I love it. And we were, like, discovering Doom and Sludge and Stoner music at the same time. He was, like, a little bit ahead of me. Uh, He's a couple of years older. So, um, we went to the Underworld uh, and we saw... Um, It was Bast opening. Do you know them? I do not. They are a fucking insane British band. B-A-S-T. They have an album called Spectres, which is like post-metal, post-black metal, really. Uh, But like a real fusion of the two. That record is unbelievable. They've just released album two, like six years later, called... (laughs) Nanonangstrom. <laughs> Words to that. Effect. You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edit that back in. Um, which is, I've not given the time it needs, but on a first couple of listens is fucking great. Um, they were one that we were like, shit. We, we did not know this band. It was amazing. We played with them a bunch since, and they're fucking great guys. Saw so Paul Bearer, and we were like, this is fucking fantastic. Like, exactly what we expected. Went out for a cigarette, and we were like,. Right, there's another band on. Like, they're called Yob. Like, we kind of, kind of listened to the "Clearing the Path to Ascend" record, and we're like, "Yeah, it's cool." We'll watch like one song, and then we'll we'll drive home. Cause it's like a couple of hours drive back. We stood open mouthed for the entire Yob set, just freaking out at how a band could be that heavy and dynamic, and that. At the same. Yeah. And that like, everything about it was just like, and. I looked at him, I was like, we're not going anywhere. He was like, absolutely fucking not. And it was that night. We walked out of that Yob show, like, we need to start taking being a band seriously. Like, it was... And how long ago was this? This was... Dan, when did we go see Yob? September 2014. Cheers to Dan Um, for his excellent memory. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. and that was, like, we'd been jamming for a little bit, and that, that was, like, no, fuck, we need to do this properly. And um, we played our first show in February 2015. Um, so, like, we'd got our drummer together, and we'd got, like, we hadn't even got a bassist at that point, but it was, like, no, that is what music can be, and everything since has been a vain attempt to be as good as you <laughs> <laughs> Um So, yeah, that was, like, for... Uh, for us like i've my music taste has evolved and grown so much through knowing dan and Jan and um because connor wasn't our original bassist, we had another guy called andy who again did a lot for me like uh, he was a little bit older but had uh, like a wealth of knowledge about mainly hardcore um but you know if you'd heard of a band he's like yeah, I saw them when they played their EP in like a basement, like down the road. Oh, he's okay. that guy. He's that guy. He saw like Dillinger in a pub on their first record. Unbelievable like, in the UK. Yeah, like he's that
0: fucking guy. and He'll the show, love the show. The show. Pub. The show. Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Vox and Hop's is all about beer. Yeah. Um, so, so let's drink a beer. Yeah, let's talk about beer. <laughs> Tell me about this beer. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. Do you want me to crack it? Uh, do yes. You want let's to crack hear, it? No. This, this is, is the uh, the HIPA. A New England IPA from uh, Brassard Dubois, uh, Canada. He has no idea what he's saying. I do. I do. I actually <laughs> do. It's number six from them. They do series. It's uh, a New England IPA. It's very hazy. It's delicious. It's very rare. You got to tilt the glass. I have a little pour now.
1: Oh, you've got I'll to pour tilt it. the glass. I'll pour it. Oh, he thinks I'm going to pour it wrong. This oh. is oh, this is embarrassing. We're outside. Come on. I'm a bartender. I have you? I'm, Are you. I'm kind of. Uh, like, every now and then, until I totaled my car. <laughs> no, that looks nice. Uh, so, we got an orange juice looking drink. Lovely head. Uh, cheers.
0: What do you say in Canada? Do we say, say cheers. cheers. <laughs> we say cheers. So, <laughs> this is cool. uh, probably the most popular brewery from Quebec right now. Okay. I was extremely excited to find it before coming to the gig to share with all of you guys. Fuck so yeah. Cheers to Barassés. Let's to get it. That. Cheers. It's uh, smooth, as you said, it's like an off, almost like orange juice color, very opaque, hazy, tastes like pineapple, mango. Kind of like Foster's. No, it's not. (laughs) 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 A cheeky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Mango, uh, papaya, a little bit, really just delicious. This is actually, so I'm not, (laughs) I don't know why I'm on here, I'm not a big beer head. This is very drinkable. See, this is, yeah, that's the danger of it. It, it is the danger. What percentage it, is it? It's a 6.5, oh. this one. So it's it's nice and actually smooth yeah. for the style, because they can go up to like 8 to 9 and be mm. the same like this there. So our, our drummer is like the, our drummer that isn't here. Yeah, and it's not here. Why is Yan not here? Oh, okay.
1: She's just a piece of shit. Um, no. he, he, he just couldn't make it work. Um, yeah, yeah, complete nightmare scheduling wise. But. Uh, we got a good friend now, Kevin, filling in, who's fucking killing it. Um, and you're on his record, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, he
0: plays drums for this band called Gloom, and I did a guest spot for that. So, which yeah, shout neither up, of shout them up. knew, though they were chatting no, like a- for like 15 minutes. He's like, "Hold on, I'm on, I'm on your record." <laughs> shout out to Gloom and shout out to my best wife. Mm. So, um, so you're not a craft beer enthusiast, no, but, but you're yeah, saying that Jan is. Jan so is. how does Jan find <laughs> a, a good craft beer at a bar?
1: So, <laughs> Jan will. I remember this very specifically from the Firebug in Leicester, which is a place that we played a bunch of times. And uh, he went up to the bar. And in the UK, most regular bars won't have craft beers. They went, He likes dark. He he likes... He's a stout, an ominous he, he man. He is. Yeah. And uh, he'll go up to a bartender. And I saw this in action. And he went, what is the most disgusting, thickest, horrible beer that you sell that looks and tastes like old boots (laughs) (laughs) and they'll pull something out the back like fucking covered in dust he's like preferably not cold like just yeah of course i agree i agree with that too out the fucking like just off the floor i'll dust it off and i'll give it to him and he'll fucking love it every time he's like yeah just old boots is uh what jan's after well
0: shout out to yan
1: yeah our, our um There's a brewery in Bristol uh, that are called um, Good Chemistry. Do you know them? I do not. I do not. So they did a collaboration beer with our label, Holy War Records. Did they? Um, Yeah, they've done a couple now, but the first one was called... We need a conjurer beer. Yeah, mate, we're so ready. Uh, The first one was called uh, Raw Power, I think, and it was a 6.66% black Stout. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. It was that's like, smooth
0: for a Stout and all. Yeah, it was. <coughs> I had some and it was nice. <laughs> so that's as far as I can, What would be a conjurer beer? What style? And what oh, would be the name?
1: It, it would be a disgusting mix of four <laughs> things that do not go well together. Is that what you um, think the band is? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, musically. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you, like, a couple of artists that our band can agree on. And I bet he'll say the same thing. Carly Ray Jepsen, System of a Down, and um, maybe Marilyn Manson. Dan, give me three bands that Conjurer can all listen to and agree on as a four. System of a Down, Carly Rae Jepsen, Oh, two out two of three. of
0: yeah. Yeah, Presto is the other one. I don't know who Carly Ray Jepsen is, though. She's
1: Canadian. Really? She's a pop singer. Oh,
0: okay. Dude, we Can you get guys this listen to
1: that? Someone else, at w- today, in the van. Someone else said this. So her record, Emotion, uh, I think it was 2014, is like wall-to-wall, fucking... B- She's the girl that did Call Me Maybe.
0: I'm so bad hey, with my Hey, I just
1: met you. This is crazy. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, her. got it. Um, to um, my number. Yeah, there he is. You <laughs> do Call Carly. me maybe. Uh, Carly Bay, as we call it. We did a... Our tour poster was... Um, the cu- the album cover of that, but with Kundra and instead of emo it said UK riff music. Oh, so that's we cool. put on a beanie. Yeah, fucking love Carly Bay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll put that record on all the fucking time. Really? Uh, today we listen to Paramore Hard Times. Well, oh, I day. don't hate Paramore. Paramore is yeah. sick. Um, but yeah, like I find, I'm sure you get this. Like when you guys play shows and you're on a bill with four death metal bands and they blast death metal between every
0: band and you're just like oh god <laughs> I, I you're, you're right you're right <laughs> and when I'm on tour and it happens and I might have said on the podcast before but I'll like add the albums as they come out because I always check everything that's yeah. coming out every week mm-hmm. and I just put them in my library but I won't listen to them until I come home yeah unless I'm in the mood which it never happens but like yeah. I'll re-listen to some like Sigur Ross yeah uh, some Chelsea Wolf, yes absolutely super stoked that new Chelsea Wolf album is mm. incredible I've not checked out yet so excited that that's now yeah
1: fuck have you heard the new um I'm trying to think of some weird stuff uh have you heard the new lingua ignota record i have not but i will add it after this is done yeah that is the one of the most horrible things it's like very difficult it's disturbing. to listen to oh, it's really okay. upsetting it's about like uh, she's talking about like her um abusive like ex-partners and stuff and it is like harrowing it's it's awful don't listen to it if you're in a bad mood <laughs> like no, you won't no, recover no, 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 no.
0: um I like a lot of post-metal, a lot of uh, post-rock. I'm big into post-rock.
1: Yeah, again, like... I love
0: death metal, but I love a lot of styles of music. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people, when you get to a certain level, you're either, uh, like, as a band, you're either very much, this is what we do, this is what we like, fucking deal with it, or you've gone completely the opposite way and you listen to everything and you can never agree on shit Um, i think that
0: you guys are just so free in the way that your music is yeah you can do whatever you guys want that's the thing like we have no if you come up with a song that's just pure clean vocals one day your fans won't get mad at you well well, maybe but like fuck them like (laughs) essentially (laughs) we don't do this to please anyone apart from the four
1: of us in the band and if if you don't like something that we do then that's cool but you can be guaranteed sure that we lo- we love it. We're never going to be one of those bands that just does shit to please people or, or mm. any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's 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 a fucking nightmare because we all have such different ideas of what we. want. So it's want. hard to actually get stuff out. So hard. Like we have two songs written for the next record,
0: and that's taken us like since Maya
1: came out. <laughs> so. It's slow progress. Well, that's but good. At
0: least you guys are actively pursuing the next yeah. record versus it, just waiting exactly. to exactly yeah. and write it. Yeah. Well, we we've, we've got to like we're so we've been so busy
1: since Maya came out and like, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. The, the yeah. record's fucking amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. But again, that was like it's never a case of let's try and write a record and get big and go on tour. It's like let's write some songs that we like. And then if people like it, cool. If they don't, we're still happy. Like, and we here still you like are. the sum. Here
0: you are in North America again. Two it's, times in one year. crazy.
1: It's really, like, very, very surreal. Like, we were on the plane. No, driving here, I drove a van for the first or Like, a big 15-seater van for the first time. And drove in the States slash Canada for the first time today. And I was driving this van down the highway. And I was like, I'm on tour in the fucking Canada I keep saying the United States I'm not in the United States I'm in Canada I'm driving a fucking van
0: like to my next gig
1: yeah like what is my life right with now with Revocation
0: like... <laughs> yeah and Voivod Revocation who me Psycho-ptic. and Dan went to
1: see fucking years ago at Damnation Fest and like fanboyed over it and all of that stuff and it's like we are so fucking lucky to be doing what we're doing and and to have had this even like a modicum of the success that we've had so I'm just literally like fucking living for this shit right now.
0: What would be like a dream tour for Conjurer? If you could pick like your lineup, three bands with you guys in it. Well, uh, okay, so we like two bands plus you guys.
1: Uh,. Converge and Gajira. Ooh, that'd be nice. Converge actually. and Gajira. Yeah, I get you a con- lot of shit. <laughs> I get a lot of shit from my American friends. Like, no, it's Converge. Like, yeah, fuck you. Um, uh, I can yeah. pronounce my vowels however I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the British way. Uh, yeah, that would probably be like I've wanted to play with
0: Converge for um, for years. Like the the They're very the, extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're unbelievable Would you ever want to go Like get produced by uh, Kurt We've
1: talked about it I found out one A band that I know From the UK Are recording Their next record With him And I'm fucking Stoked for them Also very jealous
0: <laughs> um, Isn't it funny When you get to This certain level That we're at Like where we're at Yeah That you see your friends Doing things You're like Oh that's awesome Bastards. Fuck you But like yeah <laughs> Awesome But fuck you but, uh, Bastards no, It's cool
1: Like it's It's a weird one Because I know There are People that like, I think people that don't get it get jealous, but people that get it realize that no band, especially with our kind of music, just makes it. Like, we played a hundred shows a year for three years, like, just fucking hammering out the UK, playing to no one, giving the exact same performance we gave tonight Mm -hmm. to like a couple hundred people. To fucking no one, because that's what you do. Like, that's how you learn. That's how you yeah. That's how you that's like, how you get good. Like bands like Bullet for Valentine and Dragon Force are great examples of this. Because I saw Dragon Force um, on the uh, the re- the tour after Inhuman Rampage came out. This is a very weird one, um, and they were like. I'm sure most of you heard of us because through the fire and flames was on guitar here, and the whole fucking crowd cheered. He's like, "Where were you for the last ten fucking years?" <laughs> like, it's so true. Like, it is true. Yeah, that's how bands fucking. And obviously, I'm preaching to the choir here, but that's how bands fucking get anywhere. Putting the effort in, and like, we're happy to be playing at six thirty p.m. to like the dregs of people who d- have no fucking idea who we are because that's, like, that's
0: actually what you should be doing now yeah exactly like there's you no you need point. to expose yourself and it's a perfect perfect crowd for you guys yeah.
1: it, it's a weird crowd we get we keep like our agent keeps putting us on bills with death metal bands and we're like I don't like, think that fits personally it has to be a bit more it doesn't
0: but I think like, post metal like a cult of Luna where you guys would do better I want to play with Converge
1: <laughs> <laughs> Converge um, that's it like I want to do that I want to I want to talk like, especially in state stateside I want to talk with them I want to tour with Gujira. I want to tour with fucking Cult of Luna would be amazing. Amin Ra. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I love it. That band Break Me. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think that's the kind of scene that we fit more with. But at the end of the day, we'll do anything. Like, not not in like a... A shitty you, way you but heard that we, people. we wanna we wanna go out. <laughs> Brain will do anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Um have you seen the Firefest documentary. I have. I will take one for the tea. Um <laughs> like we're gonna get our water <laughs> bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um uh, I, I will we'll do whatever we need to do to get out there and play to people because, you know, that's what matters and like Last night, some dude was like, "I I paid thirty bucks and drove three hours to come see you guys." And I'm like, "That blows my fucking mind." With some tiny little band from rugby who practice in a studio, like for a couple, or in a room that we don't even own. We like rent. We 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 go in and we pay them. Six pounds each for to practice oh, for like an two hour weeks. And an hour Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, wow! Like, like we just turn up with all our gear and our cars. Like until this year, we did all of our touring in two cars. Like wow. we just couldn't afford a van. Like we are so low key compared to a lot of the like
0: shit that we get to do
1: oh, this is it's, gonna change all of that this yeah exactly yeah. it's gonna uh, shout, wow. shout out
0: to, to Brody Utley Brody Utley has of changed Nile. my fucking what life Putting you guys on they, that tour they
1: fought really hard to get us on that tour as well Brody was saying like um, it wasn't what there's some management or some agent or one booking agent, I imagine. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, they fought really hard to get us on there, and that has literally changed our lives. And now so. look at this next one, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's it's yeah, it's it's very weird to be doing the shit that I dreamed of when I was like fourteen years old, just just like straight up not. Yeah, you have those like kind of pipe dreams, but you just assume it's never going to happen, so you kind of give up, give up, give up on it mentally. Um, that's where we're at, and then I got
0: on a plane and I'm here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a matter of just uh, pursuing what you need in life.
1: Mm.
0: And I think it's... And then accepting those baby baby steps. Accepting and
1: that it's, like, total bullshit doing this. Like, it, it, in a, it's very cool that we get to come out here and do this, but also I have no money. I can't get a job because I have to have all this time <laughs> off to tour. I haven't showered in three days. I would shower downstairs. I know we're going to a hotel later. We've treated ourselves, (laughs) so I'm going to shower there. But, like, in most of the venues we play, there's never showers. So, like, I haven't showered in three days. And for me, that is, like, a big deal. Like, I, I shower every day, no matter what. So all of that stuff. I've slept in a van for a few days. Been very cramped. Hated it. All of that stuff and it's like it is difficult. Like, whatever you say, unless you're like a proper, like disgusting piece of shit, which we basically are, touring is hard. You, you you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like our second big tour ever. Like the first one was the Rivers one at the start. Before that Rivers tour, we'd done a tour of nine shows in a row and then oh, we did thirty four. Wow. <laughs> so like this last year has been a massive jump for us in terms of Actually doing this stuff and it's it's really difficult, but you'll never catch me like bitching about it because it's
0: like <laughs> yeah, you get it's to amazing. do it and you're like, up on yeah. that stage exactly every night yeah and, on and a package with great bands yeah, yeah exactly and just yeah like getting
1: to meet people like you and people that are passionate about music in general that's why we do this shit
0: you know like, that's amazing one last question you good. it was the first thing you said to me and I was like I have to ask him I'm <laughs> going to. Will there ever be cello Ooh. on a Conjurer record? So we do. Have you heard the Kirsty's Mel Hands record? Is that the, the
1: the the collaboration with Pine that we I just have, did? I have, but the the thing is, this is the
0: thing I have. There are too many Conjurers on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't sure and because it doesn't sound like Meyer. Anyth- yeah. Nothing. I wasn't sure if it was you guys so, or the other Conjurer.
1: No. So there's the uh, American Conjurer and the Australian Conjurer. Neither of which have replied to my messages about doing a split. So <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, like, get back to me because I'm still down.
0: It's going to be hard to tag this episode. Conjurer, ex-conjurer, ex-conjurer <laughs> would be so sick. Um, so so that that is you guys. And did you play? Yes. Yeah, so it it it?
1: Uh, no, I played guitar and vocals and Dan played guitar and vocals. And then it was guitar, bass and drums from Pine, um, who are our, our friend's band. Who Have you heard on that labeled? No, yeah. I haven't, but he's, cool. they're on your label too. They are unbelievable oh, one cool. of, uh, I, I, I actually managed them now so obviously I'm going to say yeah, they're yeah, good that's but, awesome. um, they are they're very heavy post-rock I loathe to call them post-metal because it gives the wrong impression mm-hmm. but they're a post-rock band with very heavy bits but they are fucking phenomenal they, they are uh, one of the best bands to come out of the UK uh, their album called Loss was out on Hody World Records last year And it's phenomenal. And then we did this collaboration together. Um, Just ripping off Baroness, basically. Um, (laughs) And uh, we wanted to get cello on that. And Pine have a cellist, but she was too busy to um, do it. So I was like, I'll do it. Uh, We finished the record, like, the weekend before we flew to the States uh, to do the Rivers tour. We just did not have time. Like, it was... So, like, down to the bone. Like, if we don't finish it now, it's not going to come out for, like, a year, basically, because Holy War Records... going miss, s- miss the, the release. Schedule, yeah. 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 Um, they scheduled all their releases in monthly, and it was like, it's either coming out... When did it come out? Last month? I think, like, or, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, f- yeah la- la- I think last month. It came month. out in August. It came out while we were at Arc Tangent Festival. Yeah. In so, August, yeah. Yeah. Either then, or it would have been, like, March next year. Got <laughs> so it, yeah. we were like, fuck, we've just got to do it, so it wasn't like we could have spent another couple of months on it like because we were driving up weekends to record in manchester with uh joe from pine as a uh, producer up there so um we could have spent longer on it and put down cello and like uh, bits and bobs but we were really happy with how it ended up so if we end up doing another record with them almost certainly there will be cello on it with the conjurer I don't know. Like, like an intro thing? Our drummer's um, a, like a phenomenal, like virtuosic keyboard player. That's so he's down for doing... He wants to orchestrate everything and like turn into like Dimmu Borgir.
0: That's too much. It is. Uh, I, I, I'm and, on your vote. And yeah, and we've been too hard much. against that. Yeah, But... So some moments would be fine.
1: Yeah, if if the song calls for it, then we'll do it. If it doesn't, we're never going to force it in just because we have the option. Like he does have to play drums. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's got to be tasteful. I think in whatever you do. Like uh, we've had a couple of sections of music that we've had written since day one that are fucking great. We've never been able to find the right spot in a song or like build anything around them and just because they're good we don't want to just force them in. So it's it's the same approach to songwriting and and everything really, like just finding the right time to do stuff. Um but yeah, almost certainly cello on the next record. Guaranteed. Beautiful. Brady Thank you so much oh, Coming it, Drinking a beer yeah, with it's me has been
0: great Hanging out with you Yeah uh, I, I love it We're gonna keep hanging out But yeah. not with you guys listening <laughs> We're fucking no. I'm running The second <laughs> this is done <laughs>
1: Cheers Thank you very much Thank you
0: Hey thank you all so much For listening right to the end I love Brady I can't wait to get back With you dude Drink some more beers Have some more laughs It was just an immediate friendship That just happened immediately I had such a good time. I'm so excited to hang out again. You guys should really check out Conjurer. They are really one of the most interesting new bands out there on the scene. I am a huge fan, and I am very, very excited to see what they have coming up next. Don't forget, you should get your tickets to the Vox & Hops one-year anniversary party, where I shall be interviewing the one, the only, the original Cryptopsy singer, Lord Worm. super excited. All the tickets and all the information is in the description of the podcast and is available on the Vox & Hops Facebook page. I hope you have a great weekend. Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Opsets. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.